mighty fancy automobile. Oh, she's a real road king, all right. Zero to 60 in 7.5. She'll do a quarter of a mile, 13.40. 390 horsepower. 500 foot-pounds of torque. Whatever that is, performance and image, that's what it's all about. There's no such thing as a stupid question. This is Drive Radio. All of your automotive questions are just one phone call away. 303-477-5600. Drive Radio is made possible by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. To find one near you, go to drive-radio.com. Now, Drive Radio on KLZ 560. KLZ 560, this is Drive Radio. I'm your host, John Rush, Steve Horvath, Geno's Auto Service with us today. By the way, you can find Geno's by going online to Geno's with a J, genosautoservice.com. You heard their ad there just a little bit ago. But anything you need for your vehicle, especially as we head to winter, you're seeing the CDOT signs all over town talking about be ready for winter, get things handled. You know, it never fails that first snowstorm out of the chute here in Colorado. Everybody's all the knuckleheads get out. They run around. They don't have good tires. They they don't have the proper equipment. There's new laws in Colorado. I'm going to go over in a moment as well. And they're just not prepared. And, you know, we say it all the time. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. Yeah. Go see I, Steve. It's a guarantee. Every first two or three snowstorms, first at least the first one, we get two or three cars that come in that didn't have the right tires. Yep. Didn't, or didn't have tires that were well enough for traction. You know, and it's interesting. By the end of the season, we don't get any of those. They're done. They're done. But yep. don't be that guy. Don't yeah. Don't be that guy. Okay. So real quick, I want to get into you know we're talking about emergencies, what to carry in the car, and so on. There are some laws in Colorado for a lot of you maybe that have just moved in, or even some of you that are that are veterans. I want to go over this as well. So when weather conditions warrant, CDOT, which is the Colorado Department of Transportation, implements passenger vehicle traction and chain laws. Motorists will be alerted to the active traction law or chain law by highway signage, or you can go to cotrip.org and look at the traffic roadway conditions there. Now, traction law is as follows. During winter storms or when conditions require, CDOT will implement the traction law. During a traction law, all motorists, not some, all motorists are required to have either Four-wheel driver, all-wheel drive, and three-sixteenths tread depth on the tire. Tires with a mud and snow designation and a three-sixteenth tread depth. Winter tires with the mountain-slash-snowflake icon on the side and three-sixteenths tread depth. Tires with all-weather rating by the manufacturer and three-sixteenths tread depth. Or chains and or auto socks, which we'll talk about those as we go along. So this is a big deal. Now, during severe weather storms, CDOT will implement the chain law. By the way, this is not just for trucks. This is the final safety measure before the highway is closed. When the chain law is in effect, every vehicle, every vehicle, not just semis, every vehicle must have chains or an auto sock. If you're found driving with inadequate equipment when a traction law or chain law is in effect, you could be fined more than $130. And if your vehicle blocks the roadway because it does not have the right devices, tires, you know, chains, whatever the case may be, depending upon which law is in effect, you could be fined $650, which, by the way, in most cases, far exceeds 
the tire socks or the new tires you could have put on the vehicle in the first place. Ray and Castle Rock is up next. Ray, what's going on? Hi. Um, I have a problem on my 2000 Toyota Tundra. It's a four-wheel drive with the ABS. Um, I have new brakes on the back put on by Brakes Plus, and I put new pads on myself You know, before that, so I didn't have any problem. And all of a sudden, uh, when I come to a stop, I'm going maybe two or three miles an hour, and the ABS will do that, you know, typical chatter, you know, mm-hmm. that you can feel that you get on icy roads. Yes. And it'll do it now. And I don't know how to get, I don't know how to fix that. Light, is the light coming, does ABS light coming on when that happens, Ray? It does not. It does not come on. I've, I've seen that, and it's coming back to me. I I think it still could have a reluctor issue within the rotor or wherever they did that. Um, yes. Where it still picks What's it up and where it doesn't turn on a light, but it still has a problem. Like it's too far away or something. I've seen that before, and I'm trying to remember. It's been a year. So I'm sorry. Uh, vehicle's 20 years old. <laughs> yeah, so. So. But I remember we had a few of those that did that. And it, it was something like that that sticks in my mind that even though, uh, you know, like the adjustment, it, and it, it's not supposed to be adjustable, but, you know, when they built the rotor, they could have put the reluctor too far away. And it catches enough oh. to where it works, but not enough to uh, where it doesn't turn on a light. In, but yet not enough to where when you're at slow speed stopping thing. I've, I've seen that one. And uh, Yeah, I replaced the ABS cable on that side, and that didn't fix it because I, I replaced the brakes. This was about six months ago. Mm-hmm. The, the little uh, O-ring that's around the ABS sensor mm-hmm. was frayed. Okay. And it's almost impossible to find the right o- O-ring, so I just put a whole new cable on there because they're only like six bucks. Okay. So sh- but, what should I do to fix this? The... Is this something with the pads or the rotor? I'm thinking more of the rotor. Is there a way okay. that you can actually see the uh, check the distance between the sensor and the rotor rotor reluctor? Especially so on I the can, rear. I can get down. Especially on the rear, since you had more problems since the rear was done, not the front. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Yes, that is true. Yeah, I'd be looking more. And and by the way, I, you, I wouldn't be doing this myself. I would be taking it back to Brakes Plus yes. and having them do it. Okay, okay. I will do that. I mean, I've just done everything. I, YouTube is a great resource, but I'm not yeah. getting an answer there. No, and, and okay. again, it, it, even as technicians, the way we would go back in time and look at this is, okay, yeah, Ray did the front brakes. Everything was fine, though. And, you know, I don't care. did them yourself, whatever. You know, that was all fine. ABS light wasn't on. Nothing was a problem. Then you go and have brakes plus do the rear, and now the problem occurs. Most likely yeah. not you, most likely them, because that's the pattern. You know, we're going on the timeline of events. Yes, yes, yes. I'll do that. Okay. I'll take back Brakes Plus. Okay. Thanks, Thank you very much, Ray. Appreciate it very much. John in Denver, you are next. What's going on, sir? It's, uh, yeah, I got a question about an Edel Rock uh, four-barrel carburetor. Okay. I bought this thing used and bought the manifold with it, too. I was uh, uh, looking at the carburetor for I don't know what the problem, the uh, why this was on there. It's like a screen on the bottom of the carburetor, and actually, when you work the main uh, throttle plates, the throttle, it would, the little plates would actually run into this screen. And I don't know why it's on there. I don't think that's a stock thing. Is that some kind of add-on deal? Yeah, somebody's added some, that those didn't have screens on the bottom of the of the butterflies at all. Uh, is it is it yeah. is a screen mounted to the 
intake or the bottom of the carb or what? I'm confused. Right on the bottom of the carburetor. And like I said, the, the throttle plates run into this thing. And where are they? Where, where's? How did they mount the screen? It, uh, it's, it's just like a big. Uh, it's like a big gasket. So they, they, the base of the carburetor has a screen built into it. Into the right. gasket, into well, the base not gasket. not built into it at all. No, not built into it's, it So at all. It basically it's, the screen's in the base gasket. Am I hearing you correctly? It's above the base gasket. It's right on the bottom of the carburetor, really? and then the gasket was on that. So I used to have a heated screen on the base back in the day in some carburetors. But And what, and hmm. what are we working on, John? I, I, did, I don't know if I asked Oh, that. it's a, it's a uh, engine out of an 86 Chrysler 5th Avenue. It's a 318. Okay. Yeah, I got um, it in a whole truck, but I yeah that that screen does not sound well. First of all, Edelbrock on I've never seen an Edelbrock carburetor with a screen on the bottom, of it, so somebody's added that onto it. And if that's the case, yeah. I guess the question would be, what's it going to take to remove that? Is, is it glued on, epoxy oh, on? How did they put it on? I, just, I already got it off there. It was just yeah, kind of glued on there. Per, yeah, oh, yeah, that so, should never have been there. Hmm. I don't know why okay. somebody would have put that on. That's dumb. Me neither. So. It doesn't need to be there. I, I don't know why you would put a screen at the bottom of a carburetor. It, it would only screw up the atomization. It's not going to change the thing. Yeah, it's, hurt, it's not helping anything. Yeah. It's hurting it. Right. Okay. Yeah, maybe they thought that was like a good air filter or something. I don't know. Yeah, it was weird. I, you just think, who knows what they did. Oh, well, you also, see all kinds uh, of strange things as, as time goes by. That's for sure. Also, uh, I noticed when I flipped the carburetor over, I could still just blow air right through. So I figured there must be something wrong with the needle and seat. It's supposed to have two floats. One float is gone, oh. and uh, can I buy just a separate float from someplace? You should be you able know? to buy a rebuild kit for that, yes. Okay, but it would, that wouldn't include a float, though, would it? Uh, floats are normally, uh, well, it depends on, yeah, typically depends the, on the float. <laughs> typically the floats are sold separate from the kit, typically. Okay. All right. Yes. Would I get that anywhere? Would I need to go to a speed shop or something? Uh, I, you, Napa should be able to supply that because you can still get the Edelbrock. I believe you can still buy the Edelbrock carbs as far as I know. Last time I checked, you could. And, yes, they should be able to buy the parts. I, I would, uh, as just a side note, and I know this is some people aren't going to like me saying this, but I, I like using the original equipment carb parts. So if it's Holly, I like Holly. If it's Edelbrock, I like Edelbrock. I like using the parts that the carburetor was built with. Sure. Okay. Okay. That's just me. I, I just I, old school that way. I, I don't like using the universal parts and kits and so on. And I did, whenever I had trouble carburation wise, that was usually the first place I went and looked is who put what part in it last time. And if it was some universal aftermarket, whatever, that was typically my issue. Okay, great. Okay. Thanks a lot. You're very welcome, John. Thank you very much. Yeah. And by the way, everybody listening, a lot of young people don't even know what a carburetor is. I was going to say that. Uh, I <laughs> I was taxing my brain to remember what it even looked like. So. <laughs> John in Littleton, what's up, sir? Hey, thanks for taking a John Day today. Yeah, you're very welcome. Not a problem. Hey, a question about, uh, I have a 2015 GMC Yukon XL. Okay. I'm sorry. No, you're and, fine. Uh, Great vehicle, by the way. And uh, it's actually something we're just buying. Oh, okay, and perfect. I'm told it needs a 100,000-mile service done. One of the things they mentioned was... Uh, Fuel system or in, or injector system service, and frankly, I don't understand what that means. Can you help me out? Yeah, it's an induction cleaning that gets done on a lot of late model vehicles. That would be one of those that, yes, at that mileage would be actually it's due for its second one by now if it hasn't been done because typically you do that about 50K on that vehicle. It's just an induction cleaning where you clean the throttle body and the upper part of the engine, and uh, it, it's, a, it's a solution that you run through the fuel 
uh, and a machine at the same time that basically cleans the upper end of the of the engine intake and so on. Is that direct injected in that year? Uh, no, 2015 it, was not. That, okay. it, this this is a six two, so I think it is. Oh, six. Oh, that is a six two. Okay. Then we, uh, and we would do that induction. You would do the EPR as well. EPR. Well, and then we have a different system we use on that. Exactly. It's, uh, but it it is. It's basically cleaning. Really super critical in direct injection. We're finding out it's getting a lot of carbon built up. Yeah, and, and I'm going to go back and even revise what I said. By now, you should probably be on your third or fourth of those on that vehicle, not the first. I think we're kind of recommending it 30000 for That's the right. induction. That's right. That's so. right. You're basically your third at this point. Yeah. So it, uh, yeah and I, it would see be what, I see it was done once in the history of the car. They right. actually gave me some history. And it was done once, probably around forty thousand. So it's been quite a while. Okay, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, at least at least it got done once. You're at least ahead that way. That's better than nothing. So, and yeah, that yeah. To your point, yes, that that six two is a direct injection engine, and yes, everything you're saying is exactly what needs to happen. And by the way, great great vehicle. By the way, what what uh, any any other problems that you noticed on it, or have you bought it yet? What's the situation? Um, I'm actually taking it into uh, the extreme. On Monday for them to give it a pre good purchase inspection. Perfect. I, I, I've driven a little bit. I'm going to drive. I'm going to go pick it up today, and they're going to let me drive it a little bit. Perfect. But uh, just, the only thing I've really noticed is just uh, some cosmetic things they're going to fix, and no big deal. That's why I really like somebody to, to look it over. And, and, and again, you've heard me talk numerous times on air, and I'll keep saying, it, I, in my opinion, one of the best best vehicles made. Period. Even today. Anything else that? You know, they should look for right. That should nope. make sure we get done it. No, nope, they'll they'll know what to look at. I mean, you're already covering the engine side of the fence. The rest of it is they're just going to run through and look at things that would have normal maintenance. You know, fluids and you know they'll look at brakes and shocks and suspension and all the rest of the stuff. And at that mileage, all that stuff needs checked. But that's a vehicle that'll run 300k, no problem. Fantastic. Okay, well, thanks, guys. You're I very welcome, it. John. I appreciate it very much. And yeah, great vehicle. I know you guys are. You know, laughing at me because I love Suburbans and Tahoes, but I, I just have been around them for the majority of my life, and it's just one of those vehicles that you honestly just can't hardly go wrong on. Steve's shaking his head. Yeah, they, I, was, I was thinking about it, my 17 uh, Silverado. It's probably my last car. <laughs> it just They just keep running and running and running, and it's just a really great vehicle. So, all right, Fordable Interest Mortgage call-in line is open, 303-477-5600. I'll get into tire socks, tire chains, cable chains in a moment. We'll come right back. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Changes in your routine shouldn't stop you from achieving your health goals. John Rush recommends Dr. Julie Marchial of Ascent Health Center as your personal weight loss guide, giving you the confidence that you need to see real results. Dr. Julie wants to provide, enable, and assist you in developing your highest quality of life. As she coaches you through the HCG diet program, you will start to see significant weight loss without starving yourself. HCG is a hormone that uses non-essential fat for energy. The homeopathic-based HCG diet teaches your body to burn excess fat first, leaving behind only the fat that your body really needs. Call Ascent Health Center in Lowry or Inglewood now. Schedule a free consultation with Dr. Julie to check your BMI and resting calorie burn. Call 303-343-8800 or visit RushToReason.com to find Dr. Julie now. Get the support you need to achieve the goal that you've been dreaming about. At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. 
From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to the patented damping mechanism on our driveline belt tensioners to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at Napa, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa Auto Parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. Napa, get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts. Get your unique vehicle insured for what you know it's worth. Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance gives you the coverage you expect, which means you have the money to replace your vehicle when something goes wrong. Here's a real story from a customer of Paul. A brand new custom vehicle in transport was not strapped on correctly. It fell off the transport vehicle and onto the highway through no fault of the owner. Because he had insured his vehicle with Paul Lewinberger, he filed a claim and replaced the vehicle, no questions asked. In fact, American National Insurance went to bat for him against the transport company to make sure he got the coverage he expected. With any other insurance, that story might have ended very differently. Make sure your unique vehicle is insured correctly so you get the coverage you expect. Call the personal insurance agent of John Rush, Paul Lewinberger, with American National Insurance at 303-662-0789. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product BG. that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Steve Horvath, Gino's Auto Service with me today. Larry Unger answering phones. Charlie Grimes, our engineer, as always. And the affordable interest mortgage call-in lines are open. 303-477-5600. Anything you want to chat about, please let us know. We, uh, a question of the day was asked earlier, and we had lots of answers on it. And there's still a few things I think you could add, which would be, what are those emergency items that you carry in the car? And then one thing we asked, nobody answered, is when's the last time you used one? <laughs> And uh, in, in some cases, you know, you may use those on a regular basis. We had a lot of great suggestions. I wrote a lot of those out. Uh, I'm sure there's some other things some of you have thought about that would be a cool item to have and just let people know. Uh, but let us know. Uh, affordable, affordable Mortgage Mortgage Call Line, 303-477-5600. Back to the chain laws and the traction laws in Colorado. So, yes, auto socks. I did a little research on this this past week. Auto socks are an approved, quote-unquote, chain, if you would, uh, when we get into that chain law. And I'll be frank. I looked at the Auto Socks website. I mean, I've seen them in person. I've looked at the website. I looked at the YouTube videos. And I understand the theory. But honestly, I look at those things and think, how can that cheap-looking thing actually do what it does? But it does. It does. And that's why they're approved by the Colorado Department of Transportation. It just puts a... It's a it's a fabric type. How should I say this? It, it's a it's a method of using fabric to help give more traction, and and they've got a whole listing on the website as to how that is is being done between the 
the wetness and in, in, in where the slip is and so on. And the tire sock basically just <laughs> kind of fills in that blank and gives you the traction you needed. I talked to somebody, uh, actually one of my guys talked to somebody earlier this week that gave a testimony on tire socks and, you know, even on full-size trucks towing things, they work fabulous. Where a tire sock does not work well. So if you are, you know, going hunting, fishing, snowmobiling, and you're trying to get off the beaten path a little bit, and you may be in some deeper snow where you know you might need some change to get where you're going, that is not a tire sock, you know, auto sock situation. The auto socks, tire socks are good for on highway use where they've plowed the road, you know, that sort of a thing, or there may even be four or five inches of powder on top of the road being plowed, but that's where that auto sock works well. If you're going to get off the beaten path, and, you know, go back into some, you know, dirt roads, things like that. And you really need to chain up yet. Yeah, you really need to chain up in that particular situation. So if some of you listening have experience with that and you've used auto socks in an off-road, you know, capacity, please let me know. I, I would love to know so. But uh, to my knowledge, the auto sock is more of a device that's used for that traction when you're on the road yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter whether you're towing or not towing or whatever, but they do give you that added that added traction. Now, there's a limit to how fast you can go, how far you can go, all of that with the auto sock. The one plus side to the auto socks are they're cheap, they're small, they're convenient. You can throw them in the you know the back of the trunk. You can throw them in the back seat of the SUV. You can throw them under the seat of the SUV. And there's all sorts of places you can put that and just have them with you. And I will tell you, knowing what these laws are like now in Colorado, that if you're somebody that travels up to the mountains on a frequent basis in the wintertime. You live up there, you go skiing, you, you go snowmobiling, whatever the case may be. I would probably buy a set of those, throw them in the car, just have them. If it ever got to the point where you needed to throw them on, those auto socks can go on in a matter of seconds, literally not minutes, but seconds, and then off you go, you're safe, and you're not going to get a ticket or anything along those lines. So that's just my thought process on the auto socks versus regular chains. And just my own two cents on cable chains, they're not worth the powder to blow them up with. They're awful. They're crap. Yeah, I would but put a, I would put those like on an a, ATV, like putting a burlap bag on your tire. <laughs> basically, that's basically. It's kind of what they've done. Yeah, in a way, it's a, it's a special fabric that they've designed and built, and and they've gone through all sorts of different testing with it, uh, even with different governmental agencies and so on, and they've come up with this this type of cloth, if you would, that goes over the tire that gives you that added grip and strength that you need. And uh, again, because of that. Uh, Department of Transportations across the country have approved those for use when you're, you know, when, when a chain law is in effect. That's great. I never would have thought that. No, <laughs> I saw those things when they first invented. I'm, I, I looked at those things. I'm like, yeah, you gotta be kidding me. How's we, that gonna work? Yeah, we used but, to have the post office contract many years ago. Put tire chains on all winter long, or in the beginning of the winter. No, we yeah, normally we get a big one, and we would have to put you know 60 sets of chains on. You're an expert then. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't miss those days. They get so cold and tired. I, I don't miss down. putting on tires. Used to do a lot of that when I had my four wheel drive store. You put tire, I'd sold tire chains, put them on, all that. Yeah, I yeah, I don't miss doing that at all. Yeah, that's. They are uh, uh, necessary evil at times. Let's say that. But anyways, uh, you know, again, tire chains. My, the other recommendation I have: if you're going to be that guy that's going to do the the off road, uh, you know, you got to get back off the beaten path and so on with tire chains. I'm also, and I don't know why, I've never been, I know a lot of guys are, but I've never been a big V-bar chain guy. I know a lot of folks are. I would rather have a heavy-duty truck chain with thicker links, thicker chain. Mm -hmm. I would rather have that than the V-bar. 
Just me personally. So I, I know a lot of people may look at that differently, but that's just how I look at it. So Fordable Butchers Mortgage call in line 303-477-5600. We got lines open. Russ and Cheyenne is next. Russ, what's going on? Hey, how you doing today? Good, sir. So the tire socks. Yes. They look like an absolute joke. They do. <laughs> um, I remember when we first started using them at work, um, we have a, for a little front-wheel drive minivans. And they gave us those, and we all laughed. But, man, they work. Until you, you put them on, right? You 35. laugh until they're on. Yeah, you can't go over 35 or 40 with them. No, you can't. But, and, which, by the way, that's pretty much true with any tire chain, for that matter. Yeah, yeah. But the good thing is, you know, with the cables, you put the cables on, and you lose a cable, it tears up your fender. Oh, yeah. Those cable chains you know, are the, crap. The... the Okay, no, so, so Russ, i got to ask you, because, because I've yet to even, I mean, I, I've read it online, I can kind of see what they're talking about, but how, I guess I'm still wondering, how, how does that tire sock work as well as it does? I don't get it. You know, I don't know, because you, you touch it, and it just feels flat. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Which means you're basically it's, it's floating got... on the snow, which is kind of opposite of what I've ever thought you're supposed to do with snow. Well, it, so it's, it's got... I guess it's got kind of a rough texture. It's got like a looped. Um, right. Yeah, they've designed it to grab the snow, I guess, right? Yeah, and it, it does great. It, it works great on ice, too. Yeah, I, I mean, they, I mean I, again, everything well. I've read about them, I mean, everybody that you read any kind of a, uh, you know, a, 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 what am I trying to say? A, uh, not referral, but a testimonial. Any testimonial you read about those, or a, re, a review of them, I should say, everybody swears by them. Yeah, they're, they are uh, amazingly good. You know, and they're easy to put on. Yeah, anybody. I mean, anybody the, can put one on. I don't care. You don't have to be mechanically inclined to put an auto sock on, do you? Yeah, I mean, it's literally like a tire cover on. You put it on, pull the car forward a couple inches, you slap it around the back, and you're done. Amazing. And they they do. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, you can't drive on dry pavement with them. No. You kill them real quick. Yeah, and but, it's a Norwegian you know, research-based company that holds the rights after the development of auto socks. So, the, again, these things were developed in an area where they got snow. Yeah, well, and like I said, the, the nice thing is if you do throw one off, it doesn't tear up your fender. That's right. Like the other ones would. Yeah. So, yeah. Because we have, we have had people that, you know, they're trying to get out and they spin them real hard. And you'll swing one off. But the nice thing is you just go pick it back up and you put it back on again. Unbelievable. So, so they're great. I mean, they are. They're they shouldn't work as well as they do. Let me put it that way. <laughs> I, yeah, and I, and again, I read all about them, and I understand the theory, and I get it, but my, I just for some reason I can't wrap my head around a piece of cloth on a tire working. Yeah, I mean, I've never tried on a four-wheel drive or anything like that. I mean, obviously these are more like you know a small SUV or. Well, we talked to a guy last week that you you know did a big haul last winter up one of the passes, six inches of snow, would put auto socks on and did just fine. So yeah, the other thing is you don't put them on your non-dry wheel drive wheels. You know they only go on your drive wheels. Only on the drive wheels, correct? Yes. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to put them on your rear wheels. I think that would be a recipe for disaster. Gotcha. Gotcha. They they do work. They they yeah. shouldn't work as well as they do. But they okay. Do. Well, there you go. There's a so. testimonial. Russ, good stuff. All right. All right, man. One. Hang tight up in Wyoming. Uh, Brick and Thornton has a comment on auto socks as well. We'll come right back. Take that call. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Rates are like a roller coaster lately. Are you concerned about the future and how to protect your home? Do you want to become mortgage safe? Take AIM, affordable interest mortgage. With home values still at their highest level ever, 
and rates at historic lows, now may be the best time to be prepared if the economy changes. Last time, many of our friends lost their home when it was unnecessary. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Many of our clients have the ability to tap their equity should the economy change, all without having to borrow the money now. We can show you how to access your equity in these uncertain times to give you peace of mind and allow you to focus on what's important, your family. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage at 720-895-0500. That's 720-895-0500. We are locally owned and operated since 2001. Our reputation of putting you first with straight answers and listening are unmatched in Colorado. Let us help you protect your home. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, where it's all about you. At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to the patented damping mechanism on our driveline belt tensioners to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at Napa, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa auto parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. Napa, get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts. JC's 4x4 has been Denver's premier Land Rover independent service facility since 2005. With all of today's latest off-road technology, JC's British and 4x4 is a Land Rover specialty shop. Not only do they service, but they will also outfit and restore your vehicle. The dedicated staff and attention to detail make JC's British your one-stop shop for your Land Rover or 4x4 adventures. JC's British and 4x4 is committed to quality and excellence, whether taking your kids to school or hitting the back roads for adventure. No matter what road you own from the newest Discovery and Range Rover to an older Defender or Series truck. We can help you maintain, repair, or modify your vehicle. When you're tired of paying dealer prices and only given limited options, call JC's British and 4x4 to service and customize your Land Rover or 4x4. Call JC's British and 4x4 right now at 720-586-4756. That's 720-586-4756. Or go to jcbritish.com. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change BG. comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage and something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. Our Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us today. Steve Horvath, Geno's Auto Service with us today. You can find him at genosautoservice.com. Don't forget that's Geno's with a J. Brick and Thornton, you're next. Actually, it's Eric, I don't think. Oh, Eric, uh, Eric, sorry, there you go. The E turned into a B, that's better. Yeah, so hey, a comment here on auto socks. Um, and the previous caller kind of brought this up, too. So there is actually one trucking company here in Denver that was one of the first ones to issue them to their drivers as an option. Gotcha. Um, yeah, they do work great. However, 
Um, if you're climbing Vail, Eisenhower, whatever, and you're going snow, slush, ice, snow, slush, ice, dry pavement, snow, uh, rinse, lather, repeat, if the chain law is not up, don't put them on. Because on dry pavement, you are literally limited to idle speed or they will disintegrate. Yeah, because you're just rubbing up against the pavement, right? Yeah, then they will disintegrate fast. Hmm. Um, even on, even if you're just like, um, uh, cause they, they just like a regular, uh, steel chain, they need that cold right. to also help keep them <clears throat> intact. Um, you know, one of the things as a, as a truck driver, if I've got my regular chains on and I'm on dry pavement and, you know, you're limited five, 10 miles an hour because they start building heat. Correct. Fast, Correct. And they'll the friction, tear up the, the chain, friction builds they'll tear up. up the tire. Yeah. The mm. friction builds up. Yep. And the same thing is true with with these. Rapidly, they build heat from the friction, and they will self-disintegrate. Um, even on slushy roads, um, it, where it's if it's more just wet than the snow part of the slush, you really want to keep the speed way down, too, because it's the same thing. They'll, they'll start to disintegrate. So I have a really dumb question for truck drivers like you, Eric. I'm, I might have a really dumb answer for you. <laughs> Why don't all of the people that own trucks over the road, mountains, they know they're going to have drivers that are dinking around putting chains and so on. Why don't they put Insta chains on, you know, the auto chains on those trucks to begin with, where you're not even dinking with it? $3,000 $3, per axle. Okay, but over the life of the truck and over the mileage that you're getting out of that truck, that's pennies. But, well, no, it's not, because here's the thing, is those neat little chains that you fling around underneath your tires, those neat little chains, they fall apart, they disintegrate. Sure. They break. Sure. And But the, spin, break, but the well, spinning like, mechanism doesn't, so you're just putting new links on periodically, right? right? You well, know, but how periodically? I know guys who, some of the food service guys that have to replace them a couple times a month. And here's the problem with them, too, is, uh, I carry six. I, I have seven chains on my semi that I carry. If I throw a chain because it disintegrates, I pull over and throw a new chain on. Okay. If that if those spinning chains disintegrate while I'm going down the road, that chain is no longer in use. Mm. And especially a truck that's you know like a food service guy that's just a single drive a single drive axle. If if that thing falls apart, then he's only got one chain on one side, and he's most likely going to get stuck. Gotcha. Now they do work. I know, I know guys who have them. I, I know quite a few guys who have them. And they, well, yeah, they, they run them on school them. buses, right? Yeah, yeah. They run them on school buses. The fire department, a lot of the fire departments uh, run them. A lot of the ambulance companies run them. But at the same time, you know, they're also if you ever follow some of these guys down the road, have them. They're constantly dragging on the road. The the chains are right. So they're constantly dragging. They're constantly getting that friction. That that. Ting, ting, ting from driving on the road, which eventually will tear the chain up over time. And also, when you're using them, that little piece they're rubbing on the on the tire, granted, it's going to take an extremely long period of time, but it will start wearing into the sidewall of the tire. Oh, really? It starts cutting up the tire, too? I, yeah, I guess that would make well, it's sense. Not going to cut it, uh, it's not going to cut it up, but it's going to be... It's going to wear it, it out, it's, though. It's, it's yeah, you're, you're going to start wearing a groove. Especially, you know, if you're doing it constantly, if you're doing it a lot, you will eventually start to, you know, wear into that tire. So they, especially if it's somebody who's doing it, you know, who's right. like a food service truck, a beverage truck, whatever that's going up and down the hill every single day. Gotcha. I, now, like I said, was, you know, some, and, a question I had. I just, yeah, no, I mean, I mean I, it's, 
I couldn't. And I know there's different brands of those, and some claim to be better than others. And, I, again, I, I am not that familiar with the way those work. I yeah. just know they're on we, a, a lot I, of the I, fire apparatus and school buses and so on. Yeah, and it's and I keep trying. My, this new truck that my boss just bought, you know, last few years we've been trying to talk about because all of us are getting to the point where we're getting too damn old to hang mm. hang iron. It's too right. a pain in the wintertime. Right. And, you know, and there was a whole discussion about it, and it's $3,000 per axle. That's that's mm. the one drawback. Now, one of the other things is if you look, some of the, a lot of the um, uh, King Supers guys and some of the fuel haulers have what are called these automatic sanders, and it's these devices that mount in front of your lead drive tire and it hold, each side holds about 200 pounds of sand and you press a button on the dash as needed and it'll put a little bit of down as as a traction and it worked great under most conditions uh, really deep but you are the thing and here's the other aspect of this too even if you have the automatic chains you're still required to carry regular chains really yes I didn't know because that. Going back to my going back to my original comment of if that automatic chain fails because and they can fail, you could hit that button and maybe you're unaware of it and something cut the line the power line going to it, or, right? You know the the activation line, right? And you have no chains, so you have to you know you have to have that traction device. Makes sense. Okay. Yeah, you know, and it's. And, 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 you know, and obviously Colorado already put the, the chain laws already, yeah. you know, it hasn't been implemented yet this year. Not but, yet. You know, Coming, I'm thinking, here in the but, next few weeks, probably. But, you know, a couple of weeks ago, the second weekend that the, you know, the second weekend in September, uh, uh, State Patrol did surprise chain inspections all over the state. Really? Several dozen tickets for guys not carrying them because... You are required to Still by law, you have to require them at that point. Yeah, good point. Yeah, you have to have them on the vehicle. Yeah. I mean, we leave ours on. Ours are on the truck all year round. We never take them off. It just makes life easier. Yeah. Yeah, they're just there. You know. Yeah, good point. Yeah. And okay. They're, they're well, no, there, you answered some questions. There. I mean, again, I, but, I just always wondered that. To me, it would just be like, well, wouldn't that be an easier thing to do? Yeah, <laughs> you know, but it's, you know, and here's the other thing, too, just a reminder to everybody, as you brought up about years of hunters, the ATVers, and some of yours heading up in the hills. When the chain law is up and the trucks are on the side of the road putting chains on, please give us room. Yeah, be careful. Very well said. Please. Yes. If you hit somebody, yep. you know, yep. and, and yep. the other part of it, too, is if you, there are some youngsters, and I would hope those youngsters are not listening to this show, but there are some youngsters and some older people who say, ooh, look, let's splash that truck driver with oh. splash hoist. Put yeah, chains on. no, that's not cool. You know, the device that I use to tighten my chains is a, Little T handle weighs about a pound and a half. Uh, it's made of steel. I can break your window with it. <laughs> True. But if I throw it hard enough. True. So if you think of it, and so if you think of splashing that driver, just remember, you know, he's he's armed. T handle. Yeah, that T handle's eight bucks. Yeah, he's armed. Well said. Yeah. So. Yeah. No. That's well, and by the way, that's just a that's just a dumb move. Yeah, but you'd be amazed. I. Yeah. Well. Actually, no, Eric. I'm not. I, There's a lot of knuckleheads you, out there. You, you know the chain up the chain to as much as I despise C dot sometimes. Um, State Patrol does a very good job, eastbound Vale, of monitoring that chain station when the chain law is up and making sure the guys are putting chains on. And there literally will be C dot employees standing in the middle of the right lane to keep the cars. That's away. nice. That is very um, nice of them. 
Yeah. It became, well, and also that's one of the busiest chain stations in the state. And the thing is, is you you might have sixty trucks in there putting chains on, mm-hmm. and you might have twenty of them trying to get back out all at the same time and get up to speed. Uh, you, you know, so right. and, and then typically the one westbound seventy there at, <clears> at four seventy. Most of the time when guys are chaining up there, it's in the middle of the night or early morning hours. And you usually will have a state trooper sitting there. And I have on a couple of occasions seen motorists mess with truckers that are chaining up, and that trooper will go after them. Good, good. They may not give them a ticket, but yeah, they're going to give them a warning. It ought to be that way. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, just, just, it's just a reminder to people, look, you know, we've got a job to do. We don't want to do it, but you know what? rather than screw around, just just give us the room while we're doing it. Yep. You know, because it's going to make your life a heck of a lot easier on the road when we've got chains on. Yep, exactly. Well said. Good stuff. All right. Eric, thanks. Always a joy. Really appreciate it very much. Have a great afternoon. we got some lines open. We can take a few calls here before the top of the hour when we uh, head into then Sportsman of Colorado, which is next at 1 o'clock. But we'll be right back. The Affordable Interest Mortgage call-in line, 303-477-5600. We'll be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. You listen to Drive Radio because you have a lot of questions about your car. You have questions about what kind of oil to use, what the best tires are, where to get the best parts. But have you ever asked what will happen to your car after you die? Did you know that if you don't have a will that specifically states what will happen, a probate judge will order your family to split your car evenly. And because you can't cut up a car into pieces, your family will be forced to sell it and just split the money. According to Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, it is estimated that two out of three people don't have a proper will in place. And oftentimes, things like your favorite classic car are accidentally forgotten completely. Michael understands that the only way to be absolutely certain that all of your final wishes will be honored is to take a small amount of time to talk about it. 720-394-6887. 720-394-6887. Call Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, right now to set up a free consultation and make absolutely sure that you don't leave anything to champ. Few things are life-changing. Your wedding day, the birth of a child, an oil change. Wait, what? Yes, an oil change can change your life if it comes with a peace of mind that if your engine, including the fuel system, fails, you're covered for life. The BG Performance Oil Change comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system. Find a shop near you at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. BG. John Rush personally uses Novus Auto Glass to maintain his fleet of company trucks. All of his trucks tend to be in the same place at the same time on Friday mornings. So every Friday morning without fail, John's local Novus guy comes by to check all of the windshields on his company fleet. That's at least 50 different windshields. On the spot, any new little chip or crack gets immediately repaired. 
Since John self-insures his glass repair and replacement, Novus offers him a discounted cash price. Even more importantly, John saves a lot of money in the long run by repairing those chips and cracks immediately instead of waiting to replace all of those windshields down the road. He'd much rather pay $40 or $50 per vehicle for regular repairs than pay hundreds or even thousands of dollars to replace each of those windshields. Take care of your company vehicles. Visit drive-radio.com slash Novus now and schedule regular maintenance for your fleet. Novus Autoglass, the inventors of windshield repair. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us. By the way, one thing nobody mentioned in things that we should carry in our car for emergencies, which I actually do, is a first aid kit. Something I think every vehicle should just have in it. Dennis in Denver, what's going on? Hey, John. Uh, some things that uh, you should probably carry in your car, um, and some of these aren't necessarily for the Denver metro area. Right. But one thing I've always kept in each of the vehicles is a one-pound coffee can of sand. Oh, good idea. And that has gotten me out of a lot of situations with uh, driving an older two-wheel drive Ford Ranger. Yeah, good idea. Like so that. I've used that one quite a bit. Uh, another thing, uh, very light, doesn't take up any room in a duffel bag, is a mirror. Oh, you good know, idea. Probably yeah, literally good four, idea. four-by-four-inch piece of mirror that you could signal yep. aircraft with. Um, and uh, your mortgage guy had talked about carrying a separate phone battery. Um, to your point, Napa sells some incredible jump boxes, yep. and the one I have has several USB ports on it. Yep. So he could, you know, if he got yep. the jam, he could recharge his phone. And so many electronics these days come with USB recharging capability. Correct. Well said. So yep. it's not just your phone. It's a lot of devices. Um, Eric talked about the auto chains. Yes. Um, I've used those extensively, and they are great when they're working correctly. I'll put it that way. They require annual maintenance in that they have to be inspected, including the airline fittings and the alignment, because... Um, Historically, every time we'd have a mechanic look at them, they were out of alignment. Mm. And Eric is correct. Uh, not only CDOT uh, makes you carry an extra set of chains, but those auto chains are only rated for six inches of snow. Gotcha. After that, you need real chains. Gotcha. So, you know, we'd have to carry those all the time right. as well. Gotcha. That makes sense. Um. You know, so those are just some things, but I really like uh, that Napa jump box. However, there is some maintenance required with it in that they tell you to take it out of the vehicle once a month, uh, deplete it a little bit, yep. maybe recharge your phone, recharge your device, yep. and then recharge the jump box every month. Yeah, it just kind of keeps that battery memory from, you know, forming, and yeah, just keeps things fresh. Yeah, yeah, perfect. And that. You know, that's something I've never heard talked about. No, you know, most also, people most people that have those just throw them in the glove box and they stay there forever. That doesn't work very well either. No, it does not. And also, two weeks ago, we had talked about the oil spec for the 
gas direct injection yes. engines and the timing chain issue. And you had mentioned a 60,000-mile interval for inspection. I got to listening to the Sunday replay and realized that um, that's kind of a misnomer, in my opinion. And why would that be? I don't know. Well, if you're spending all the time and labor to tear that down to inspect the timing chain, why not just put a new one on it? Well, you, you, you could, although, you know, I guess the, the flip side would be, you know, those kits aren't cheap. So if you get the cover off and, you know, you, by the way, everything doesn't have to come off to do the inspection. So if you get, you know, the majority of that off, you can see the chain. And at that point, you realize, ah, no, things are in good shape. We can just button it back up and go. Well, you know, now you're ahead of the, of the, of the curve when it comes to all the parts costs and so on. But you have a good point. I mean, if you're going to go to that much labor, you, know, you could just finish it off and put one in it. Well, and that way, you know, maybe next time you don't have to do 60,000. Maybe you could do 70 or 75, depending on the condition of the chain as you see it. True. True. Yeah. You, you, yeah and again, most of what's going to happen on these, by the way, just as a side note, are going to most likely be used cars. And I probably should have even stated this because the typical person doesn't drive a car you know, 60, 70,000 miles. The first owner typically doesn't. I mean, that's just not common. There are there are guys that do. I get that. But the typical, the first owner is driving it to 50, 60,000, selling it, and then going to the next one. Then the next guy has the responsibility of what you just said. And in that case, yeah, probably ought to just start out of the gate at 60, 70,000 with a new one and head on out. Exactly. Or, you know, <laughs> um, I'm sure a lot of these Uber guys may have uh, vehicles with that GDI engine, and, you know, that's, a, that's going to be a real uh, large ticket maintenance item for them. Yep. Yeah, sure is. No, and, you know, just a side note, I'm not sure some of those guys are thinking through all of their costs very well at times, Dennis. No, because a lot of this information is just coming out. Right. Witnessed with that new oil spec. Yeah, well said. Well, you're exactly right. Thanks, John. Have a good day. You're very welcome, Dennis. I appreciate it as always. Thanks for listening. Let's go to Terry in Arvada is next. Terry, welcome. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you. Um, my question was, um, I've got 70,000 miles on my 2010, 70,000 miles on my 2010 Subaru Outback. Should I change the oil on that? In the, in the transmission? I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, yes. Yes, I think I think that's well. You know, I was thinking more on thirty thousand every thirty thousand. I don't know what the specs or what the manufacturers suggest, but I would. And I think even that one may even have an external filter. Some of those did have an external filter too. Um, some, depending on which model. Oh, I didn't know it had an oil filter. Yeah, and I'd have to look because some did and some didn't. But um, but it's just an oil filter. It's in fact it almost transfers over to an engine oil filter. I think. All right, another thing I heard you say in the past that a Kia was a pretty darn good low-cost car. Kia and something else. You Hyundai. Mentioned. Hyundai, Kia, same company. Yeah. Now, would they have the same kind of a, or does anybody have the same kind of um, four-wheel drive that Subaru has? Uh, Kia... It's a, that's just a long topic. I should talk about this in the future for even an hour. Uh, the answer is yes and no. 
knowing the fact that nobody has a boxer engine, the low center of gravity, and the ability to do what Subaru does with their platform when it comes to all-wheel drive. But Kia will tell you, Kia Hyundai will tell you that they've actually got a a transfer case, you know, transaxle system, I guess I should say, that operates their all-wheel drive that is one of the fastest reacting all-wheel drive systems that are that are out there. So in that realm, they'll tell you that theirs is better than Subaru. And each manufacturer has a little bit of different claim to fame with how they work their all-wheel drive. And would you say that Subaru was the best? Subaru invented it and started off from, from the beginning, so... Uh, I'm not going to say there's anything bad with theirs. I'm also not going to say that other people haven't caught up to where they are because I believe they have. I'm one that says anymore that, and I'll tell this to anybody, it really comes down to every vehicle made today for the most part is a really good, solid vehicle. Competition and the free market, of course, has created a lot of that. And the reality, Terry, is it really now comes down to more of what do you like about the vehicle? How does it fit you? How does it feel when you drive it? How well do the seats fit your butt? How well does the cargo space fit what you're trying to do? So on and so forth. To me, that all becomes more important than the manufacturer brand itself does. That's just me. Okay, me. I thank you very much. You're very welcome, Terry. I appreciate it. And, yeah, and by the way, a lot of great products out there. Not going to take anything away from any of them. It just really does come down to what fits you the best. J.D., you're up next. we got a couple of minutes is all. What can I do for you? Well, uh, great show as always. Um, thank you had a question I, I just upgraded to uh, a large size pickup truck uh, open bed and I've always been curious uh, how to maximize traction uh, if I were to put sandbags in or something along those lines because I imagine if you put it behind the wheels towards the tailgate uh, you create kind of a you know potential for spinning yeah you put it over the wheels uh, you know, like, any time on a pickup truck where you're trying to add some weight to get the best traction even on a four-wheel drive because the, the back end to your point of a pickup is always the the lightest point there but you'd want to go right over the wheel so right next to the wheel wells so not closer to the cab just no, right over the wheel right over the wheel wells <laughs> okay fantastic and then uh the fun topics you've touched on uh as far as uh some of my favorite uh, let's say uh, non-corded tools, uh, a pocket knife. Um, I use my pocket yeah, knife every too. day, all the time. I've always carried a knife since um, I was about ten. <laughs> yeah, and I I like that you mentioned the uh, first aid kit. Yes, you know, just some band aids. Yep. Um, some duct tape, whatever. Uh, but um, some kind of toothpick or dental floss. Oh uh, yeah. I'm at that age now. Um, <laughs> you know, just those little plastic guys with a little, you know. Yep. Just something, uh, and then trash bags. Oh, good idea. Uh, yes, I, that was on my original list. I'm glad ones. you said that. <laughs> yeah, but a heavy-duty yep. trash bag can be yep. used. As Everything. A can be used to... Poncho yeah. to get down on so. it. you got to put chains on, all sorts of stuff, J.D. Hey, and with exactly. J.D., with that, i got to run. I appreciate the phone call very much. We're against a hard break here, but he added some things that... I had on my original list, and he just caught. So, J.D., thank you very much. I do appreciate that. Guys, we'll be back next week, same time, same place. And we might do the power tool question of the day next week. We'll just see how this week goes. Don't forget to join me Monday for Rush to Reason. Otherwise, have a fabulous weekend. Myself, Steve Horvath, Geno's Auto Service, genosautoservice.com. Sportsman of Colorado is up next. Thanks, Charlie. Thanks, Larry. We'll be back uh, again Monday or next week. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com, email your questions and comments, download previous programs, and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. 
That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.